que je prends le nom dans leur chambre, Pierre Noël, François Bouclon. And as I was coming down the range, right, two lanes from Toowoomba towards Brisbane, the car mm. in the right-hand lane coming at me. Really? Yeah, he's obviously turned out of a side street and just gone, oh, turn right now. And yeah, God, Maybe I'd... he, like, teleported here from America. Unbelievable. <laughs> Wrong side of the road. Welcome to the Ted Shed. Jason joining you each and every time with my best mate, Glenn. How are you, mate? Good, buddy. How are you? My wallet's a bit fuller after having Sloan in. I think <laughs> I, I learned a couple of things. That was a great no, chat. No. Anyway. No, it was, it was a really good chat. And yeah, um, if you haven't checked chat. that one out, just go back and have a listen to that. And as we said in that one, right, there's a lot of people under financial pressure. Mm. That was a really... Um, a really pertinent conversation to yeah. cover a lot of things that people are going through at the moment. Yeah, just give us your credit card details to have a listen. <laughs> <laughs> That'll help the budget no. out. All right, so we talk about anything and everything, Springfield, Brisbane and beyond, and nothing is off limits. And today we've got a man who has done everything, absolutely everything. Kelvin, welcome to the Ted Shed. Boys, thank you very much for having me here. And I must say I've had some recording studios in my time and been in, but nothing and I say nothing <laughs> comes close to the Ted Shed. Ah, thank you, mate. Thank hey, you. Just it's a nice fantastic, space. hey? It is a nice space. Anyone who's uh, basically listening and wants to know what this place has looked like, it's a, it's a secret. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is a secret. We can't tell you. The licensing will be honest, but um, yeah, I could move it here very, very quickly and do it. Yeah, so, I get kicked out to hear from the missus sometimes, and it's not that bad to be in the doghouse. I was going to say, yeah. It's, <laughs> make make it, you'd play up, wouldn't you, just to get out here? <laughs> it's pretty easy to see what it's like. You just check out um, thetedshed.com or our socials, and um, mm. yeah, we've got we plenty should, of photos. We should get in a live audience one night. Maybe we could run a little competition. I know Mate, we've had a bit of feedback. You can have a live audience in here. They could mm. be playing pool. They could be, behind, be cool. behind the bar here. And Elvin's a, El, yeah. Elvin. I just called you Elvin. Elvin. Elvin is <laughs> one of the chipmunks. You know. yes. Sideways, Sorry. mate. I just, you know, that's, that's the second job, you know. You said I've done um, everything. Yeah, right. I'll be one of the chipmunks. So what What? What do you do? Can you, can well, you let all the listeners know okay, what your history I've is? Okay, I've had... Uh, from early age, had a sporting career, and uh, middle age, I had a radio career. I started playing sport when I was four years old. We come from a very, very big sporting family. My dad, Captain Australia at field hockey from 1948 to 52. He played Sheffield cricket for Queensland as a wicketkeeper. All of his mates were people like Wally Grout, Slash Mackay, Don Talon, uh, Colin McCool, one of the Invincibles. Wow. And, uh, yeah, Dad's career, all of his sisters, they all played um, softball for Queensland and Australia. Only Daphne received an AO for services to the sport. Um, come down a generation, I uh, represented Australia at roller hockey from 82 oh, through to 89. Wow. My brother is a, uh, holds a world record in skeet shooting. His wife was the Australian champion. Uh, my Jesus. cousin Chris was the assistant coach to Dr Rick Charlesworth, who took the two hockey roo goals to two gold Olympics. My cousin uh, Nathan was an Australian baseball player. So we come from quite a large sporting grounding family and so forth. Mm, and uh, absolutely. somehow found my way into the media in 1982 with Brisbane radio station FM 104 as a uh, producer. And um, been working in that industry for the last 41 years. Wow. But I love, I love underachievers. Yeah, just, just, a, just, just a little thing. You know. I think I'm going to go But it's hard gym. work. It's, it's hard work. Good on you, mate. So well where done. do you want to start? Where do, you get where do we want to start? Well, I reckon we probably should start, you know, obviously we had you produce our ad, which is on River 949 at the moment. And when you you're very much. The... Are you happy with it? Yeah, yeah, very Fantastic. good. Very good. good. Thank yeah. you. You're not bad. If anyone I was going to say, that's a skill, right? You <laughs> make us sound good. So, yeah. Mate, you're only as good as the next thing you make, let me tell you. 
<laughs> this is it. Well, let's no. just retire. <laughs> no, so um, obviously you come in and you do that with us and um, we had a bit of a chat off air that day and we thought, geez, we need to get you in and talk about what you've done through radio career and who you've met and some stories oh, mate, and, um, you know. Go back to the early 80s um, and it's not, not to, how would you put it, overexpose yourself as a, you know. That's the industry you work in. So all your touring bands and all the international artists from the 80s through, like your Tina Turner's, your Phil Collins, your Sting, Mm -hmm. all the Australian bands, Barnsley, the Angels, Bondo Rock, all of those sort of people. You get to meet, you sit down, you do some recording with them, you know, whether it be interviews, you do some session work. Um, You know, great guitarists like Tommy Emmanuel, Joe Satriani, Eddie Van Halen, um, wow. Tom Hamilton and, and uh, Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith and these sort of people. But it's just the industry you work. You work mm. in the painting industry, you'd meet painter yeah. people. I meet heaps of paint, paint, exactly. paint painters. Exactly. But it's, uh, yeah. It, you it's Van Gogh? Get the old brushes out, mate. Give the tension a bit of a touch Michelangelo's up. dead. No. <laughs> but no, it, it's awesome. just the industry, yeah. yeah. And, and um, you know, there's, there's not a lot of people back through there that you haven't mixed. I mean... Um, when we used to work with FM 104, Keith Urban was in our house band. Oh, wow. So he, before he became really, really famous, Keith used to play for a band called Rusty and the Airs Rockettes, who used to do our summer Hummer gigs everywhere. We had a helicopter and we'd go and take um, FM 104 Summer Hummer to all the pubs down the coast, up the coast, on the beaches and so forth. And Keith was playing with Rusty wow. back those days. That's crazy. He became very proficient and, and is a world-class artist, as you all know now. And Absolutely. Got on to amazing things. But, yeah, just most of the and all of them, bar yeah. one that I well, we might mention, but uh, they're just lovely people. Yeah. You know, it's in the industry you work in. But, yeah, it's a it's a, was bit, it, was bit that of a circuit, place, mate. Was that the circuit back then? I mean, I guess, you know, we're in a totally different era then, right? So yes. radio and TV were king. Yep. There's no, no, no such thing as... No such thing as internet, right? For you no. getting your message out. So, was it every tour? Every touring artist came out pretty much had the right. We're going to just drop into here in one hundred and four and exactly. do the bit, and then maybe yep. shoot over to the four KQ or something else. Exactly. Like, that's how they had so, to. So yeah, you, you were promoted. Up. So I mean, go back to the eighties. FM one hundred and four used to have our rock patches. So every time we'd put a concert on, there'd be a Bon Jovi and big patch up there and so forth and of course you go and meet Bon Jovi we wow. did interviews with with Bon Jovi and Tina Turner in their hotel rooms that's so, so they cool. were staying at the Sheridan go up the presidential street and there's the kids she just walks down and Bon's over there really cool and like they're just lovely lovely people um mm. they know that you know we're associated and so forth and mm-hmm. yet they're wonderful people but there was only one and God rest his soul and oh. no, no need to talk to don't want to talk about the dead well Put it this way, no, you fuck eat him. it. He's not here to defend himself. <laughs> a big pot. And he goes by the name of Meatloaf. And oh, oh, my God. Yeah, he was the most arrogant son of a, you know. What really? Of a, yeah, just not a very, very nice particular wow. person. Well, he sort of killed himself just, at the MCG in the Grand Well, mate, I, I just laughed my head <laughs> off at that because I was telling people, I said, look, oh, we just didn't get on here. Yeah. Very, very difficult to work with. Didn't like microphones we were using. And long what? story short, oh, yeah, just... And it was dick. just like an interview situation. He didn't yeah. bring his band or so forth in. But whether he's having a bad day or whatever, yeah, I thought, yeah, you don't know. you've left a, an impression on me. And yeah. that day he performed at the MCG, mate, I was sitting back in my lane trip just <laughs> laughing my head off. It, it was terrible. A, I love a train All good things come to those who deserve it, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who was your most favourite person to interview? Oh, gee. I know you've got a lot, and that's a pretty loaded question, but like... Um, Wow, Sting was very interesting. Right, very highly intellectual person. We met him three or four times. We actually took the police. I had a gig with Brisbane Underground as well, working down there, and we had a yeah. 1963 Bonneville Pontiac convertible, 
and it's all done up in the Brisbane Underground things. And because of your association with the record companies, we used to, you know, they say, oh, they're staying at the park while I would just get to Bonneville and pick them up. There's a whole six people. And we had the police in the back of the Bonneville take them to the Underground for a night out after their concert one time. Whoa. And yeah, cool. just hanging out. There was Stuart Copeland was there and, you know, Andy Summers and, and Sting and the, their tour manager, Mick Delaney from um, Festival Records. And someone just pulled up and... Yeah, that's just a, those sort of things. But, yeah, amazing. they are wonderful. Um, all the Australian guys, they're just hard-working artists. Yep. Yeah. You know, they pack up, they do a show, they go the next one, and you've you got to have so much admiration for what those people in the 80s and 90s did because they're hard-working bands. Mm, and they really, really earned, you know, the respect and from there. And what they did on stage was produced on their records and vice versa. I was going to say, what do you think differentiated those artists from from that era, right? From those who were successful, those who who never made it, right? Is it? They've honed their skills every night, mate. The song or their yeah, craft, they've, right? Because you know, the police, I've got to admit, the police is is. I, I just I don't have a taste. I yeah. just cannot stand like any of their songs, Roxanne. I'm just going. Mm. I don't know, and I don't. They've got a bit of a reggae sound. Is that sort of? Yes, they do have, and, and yeah, maybe it's because yeah. I hate reggae, yeah. and maybe because of that, and like Simply Red <laughs> and things like that. All these other bands that influence that, I just go, <coughs> fuck me, how's this shit charting? Right? <laughs> well, but you have your American, like yeah, it. you have your American influences, you have mm. your uh, Australian influences, and you have your European influences. Yeah. And I, I think it's um, the music that went through. I mean, you look at the period of music all over that time from the eighties through. You got your rock, your ska, your punk. Mm. All of those sort of things, and then it changed, and then, you know, DJs were famous now, you know, for playing other people's music. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No no disrespect to those guys, because, you know, once again, they're they're very, very skilled at what they do, but... um, That's I don't like the new talent shows on air. I remember going to the family <laughs> in the valley. <laughs> Let's just park that one. Oh, we'll, just park that one. Yeah. No, we'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, great, we're definitely going to talk about that's that. That's a great conversation. I'll do but a yet. touchdown. No. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm not Mr. Holland. Sorry. Um, I remember going into the valley in the early 2000s and listening to like DJs, and that was the rage, mate. Like DJ. DJ, little bit, the, yeah. I remember going in the valley for your um, Bucks Night, mate. Oh, Bucks Night. Mm-hmm. Did you remember that? You know, my, you know what my next Bucks Night's going to be? Uh, so what venues, mate? Was it the Roxy still around or? No, no, no uh, the family. The family, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the beat, but we'd stay And the downstairs. beat down, yes. Yeah. Yes, upstairs was a bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, you don't go upstairs. But no, it was quite interesting. And, and like you said, those, it was literally one guy with a console. And yep. that's what you were going to see. So it was really? totally different to a whole touring band. Like I've been into the zoo hmm. to watch, you know, Darren Hanlon and all those blokes play. And it's a full band, yep. you know, and that's really raw Australian music, which yeah. you'd hear on Triple J or something live like that. Music. Yep. Yeah. yeah, live music is brilliant. Unlike these shows you see on TV now. Oh. Going to talk Do about wanna, the shows? Yeah, let's just go there now. Like, so the, yeah, this well, is the thing. Like, I cannot think about those shows. Well, if you go back and look at look, well, Idol's come back around again. I mean, Idol had its run. You know, fourteen years that's been off the air. Fell out of favour, and good for good reason. And then all these other shows, right? <laughs> my my take on these shows is I cannot think of apart from maybe back in the era of if you're going to talk back, you've got who a couple of artists was it Jessica Melboy, um, Guy Sebastian, mm-hmm. um, Shannon Noel. Well, well, I don't rate him. Um, but realistically, there's not many people, and you think of it, and that, that's, that's going back into the early eras of those shows. Probably the first three right. or four seasons. Series after series after series. Like, if someone's won it, maybe their song is charted because, every, you know, the teenagers who are watching voted, and then they've just disappeared. Like, the only people who, who are being successful out of that is obviously the networks and the artists who are on the judging panels who are... You know, the whole show is full of self-promotion of those guys, right? When they get up and do their songs and, and everything else. But mm. I don't think that's the best of the best. And 
The other thing that I never understand with these shows, and I can't remember which format it is, it might be The Voice, where you pick your team and mm. then you, you go, I want the best, and then you put two of your best together, right, singing off against each other and one yeah. gets booted, and then you've got these two other dead woods in there, you put them together. Mm. Is that raining? Yeah, it's raining. Wow, bucketing down. Wow. Um, yeah, you, you put those other two against each other and then one gets booted, but you end up with, you've actually lost, you know, one of your better performers yeah. because you put your sort of top two together. You'd, yep. you'd be going, put your number one against your number eight, put your number two like against your number seven. I, I, I think if, look, no disrespect to the young people who want to get in their, you know, their 15 seconds of fame these days, I would love to see a talent show where, firstly, you have to write and produce your own music and you have to play an mm. instrument. Mm-hmm. That way we know that you're talented. You're not yeah. just singing yeah. someone else's song. That's right. Exactly. And you, and get out on the road for 12 months. closer on that mic mm. there, man. That rain is just... It sounds like someone's um, literally just turned a hose on. We must have ups, ups, upset yeah. someone upstairs, mate. <laughs> meatloaf. Meatloaf's yeah. not happy. Yeah, meat, meatloaf's come back to get me. Keep watering um, my grass, meatloaf. Do whatever you want, mate. I don't care. That, that would be a lot more interesting. And mm. like your credibility factor then, knowing that these kids have actually written and produced and can actually yep. play an instrument and do it live. Yeah. Um, that's the big thing. But some of them come out and they just, you know... Absolutely yeah. destroy someone else's song. You but, see, um, sorry, Jess. Oh, no, I was just going to say, but the alternate turn to that is I think because they do covers and they've got the coaches, right? And I don't know what credibility some of these artists are. Like, you see some of them coming around at the moment, like Megan Trainer. I think even Red Foo came out. Uh, Megan Trainer's off a of YouTube. She's a YouTuber. Yeah, I mean, she's pretty successful, right? But I just don't know what her background is in coaching and, mm. you know, like her experience. Probably but non-existent. My, my takeaway is that you see these people, like Matt Corby was one that stands out for me, right, if yeah. you remember a name. You know, you get these judges who come in and critique them and say, oh, I think you should sing this, I think you should sing that. Right? I think the, the, the performer should be, you know, choosing, not being steered down a direction to sing a bloody love song if they want to be a rock person. Well, that probably Because Matt Corby, sorry, just to finish yeah. off, Matt Corby... Like, you heard his song, Brother. Yeah. Like, that is nothing like anything that he performed through the show, right? Yeah. And he's actually done really well after leaving the show because he went down and, and, and did his own style of music, exactly mm. what you're talking about. You know, Muso writing his own stuff. Yeah. Which is incredible. But when, when they get coached onto these shows to sing dud songs and mm. they're outside the comfort zone, surely that's going to come through as a shit performance. Mate, I, I, as I said, let them, let them write and produce their own stuff. Yeah. Get out there. Give us your best, what you got. You know, yep. you'd watch that. Yeah, But exactly. unfortunately, you know. It's I all commercial. It comes right? back to exactly commercialization, and it probably comes back to record labels that are linked to the show going, you've got to sing this song because we want it to chart up. Or well, back in the 80s, mate, you used to have to have a record label behind you. These days, you've got the internet and YouTube. Mm. You oh, know? yeah. So you don't you think the record labels are involved with Australian Idol? Well, you may, oh, I, you know, you may get a contract these days, but yeah. these days you don't even need them. Yeah. You put it up on YouTube and all of a sudden you hit some there. I suppose Justin Bieber probably was the first one to start that, wasn't he, with his stuff on YouTube? There's a few people that have yeah. come through through there. Yeah. And I am just absolutely astounded. You talked about this has been a great studio. Not for audio, though, right? <laughs> oh, great for sound effects, mate. Yeah. You know? If that's coming through on these we, mics, we could be, mate, we could be doing live. You know, we, Prince, we, mate. This is Purple Rain. Purple yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're at Woodstock at the moment, mate. Like, it almost sounds like we're shouting over each other, but when we play it back, ironically, no, it's, it's, the mic's actually bad. pretty good at cutting that out. But do you think, no. um, like, wow. Johnny, uh, Johnny, what was a Talent Time show? Um, young Talent Time young with Johnny Young. Johnny Young. Yeah. Yeah. Tina was, Arena, classic example. She started singing when she was young. She has got an enormous amount of talent and has proved that through her whole career. So maybe if they brought back a show like that, do you think? Like, has Kylie Minogue come off there? 
There's a fair few artists that did come out of Young I Talent. I think Kylie's, because of her neighbours, uh, Do you reckon that was it, the UK influence? She got out there and she was known. I mean, well, she was on, know, she was on Young Talent time with Danny, right? Her sister. Yeah. Hold on, and wasn't it at the I'm time, I think... Fantasy moment. Have you ever met her? <laughs> Never met Kylie. No, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. <laughs> I was good friends with Michael Hutchins for many, oh, success, for oh, many wow. years. The boys wow. came across from Perth to Sydney and so forth, and we once again did one of the early interviews. And there's a few guys, uh, Tim Farris, for example, they'll never forget mm. what she did for them in the early days. Wow. And we became, you know, quite good friends. There was one instance where Frontier Touring Company, uh, I was working in Brisbane, they were about to come to the Chandler Velodrome to yeah. play a concert. So prior to that, they were in Sydney. So Frontier sent me down to Sydney. Uh, they put me up in the Siebel Town House overnight. Okay, went to the show, had full recording gear, uh, two seats up. You got Ma- Martin Plaza in the middle as anything sitting next to me. And I was to get some interviews for the boys from the show. We went backstage, and of course, all you know, hometown boys in Sydney, there's a big party going on. So I mm. never got around to actually getting that. Now I got just dragged in by the tour manager. We finished up at Casella's nightclub in Sydney. This is three <laughs> o'clock in the morning then. We were well and truly on the way to a fun night. I got back to the Siebel. I think it was about half past four in the morning. Their tour manager gave me a call about nine. He said, mate, we've got to get some interviews. Anyway, they boys were sleeping and so forth. So 11 o'clock, I was back on the plane to Brizzy. Got into the studio about 12.30, gave him a call on the phone. I said, hi, guys, saw the show last night. We need to get some some bits and pieces for the show at Chandler. Very funny, very, very funny. How awesome is that? That's a rock star life, isn't it? It's just crazy, yeah. Uh, Doc Deason and the Angels did a show down at Carrara one time and they were in Brisbane and so forth. And uh, we finished up driving them down the coast in in the um, the Bonnier. They just love the big America. That's cool, man. Just little things like that. You know, when Doc passed away, that that was really sad. Yeah, really, really sad, you know. Yeah. And we're in, we're definitely in that era. I mean, I, I grew up on a lot of that music, right? And I'm in my fifties now, and and those guys, you know, they were twenty years older than me, right? So they're in their seventies and that now. So, you know, I think we're definitely that era. I mean, God, they lived a pretty hard life. So the fact that oh, if yeah. they're still around today is is a testament to, mm. um, you know, somebody's watching over them. Yeah. But I think yeah, we're really going to be. He's still pissing on the show. Meatloaf's coming, mate. Watch out. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, we're going to now be obviously in that era where a lot of our greats and that you know obviously we lost, lost Michael Hutchins way too soon. Yes. That, that guy oh, was incredible, was terrible. Um, but yeah, well, I think we're going to start seeing now. And you, you do all the time, you know, when this artist passed away and that like all of these greats that we've grown up with. Olivia Newton John. Yeah, well, exactly right. We all. Yeah. You know, we're, we're probably in that era. And she like is a talented lady. So much, so much talent, and did so much. Yeah, you know. Did yeah. you meet her? No, I never no, met Olivia. Yeah, yeah. No, <coughs> and it's funny too. Like you see these people. Like you always thought Olivia's moved overseas, but she had a property at Byron Bay. Yeah, had a family and lived there for for Mate, quite the a interesting, while. Yeah, the interesting parts about what you actually don't know where they actually spend their quality private time. Yeah, that's right. Of where their places are, and they keep that very much, you know, to themselves and. Once exactly. in a while, you might get invited to, to something. Well, and it's a, funny when they pop up in different places too, yes. right? Well, yeah, um, I think can't remember. Is like my brother met Green Day. Oh yeah. They when they were touring, um, they rocked up and, and went and hit some golf balls somewhere, and yeah, you know, yeah. Was, I think my brother knew oh, the pro or, or something else mm. like that, and that happened. And um, I think on one of the U two tours. You two boys actually went out to the Ipswich Cart Club. I did. And I was working there. Yeah, that's at the what time. we were talking about when the yeah. high carts were out there or something yep. and they're they're running around in go karts and you just We shut the whole track down so they could be there by themselves. Just imagine, yeah. yeah. And then yep. somebody told me, I think it was um, I'll keep their name out of it, but saw Pink at the Mount Gravatt showgrounds when what? the local show was on. 
She was there with her daughter. Yeah. Yeah, just normal, normal people. normal people. They're sitting there in town and going, well, you know, you've got two choices, right? You're out here, you either sit in your hotel room with your entourage. Yep. Or you get out. But yeah, anyway, apparently. Mate, Tim Ferriss loves his fishing. You know? Yeah. Who's that? Tim Ferriss loves his fishing. Yeah. You know? And wasn't one of the Ferris boys busted or severed a finger recently? And I, mate, I can't on, recall. On, on Sydney Harbour a few years ago, okay. um, there was a boating accident. Right, yeah. And, yeah, so potentially never going to play guitar again. Oh, wow. Shit. Which is one of the situations why NXS, I don't think, is performing. Oh. Mm. Do you still stay in contact with some people you've met? Or is nah, that all? Not, not really. really, mate, no. Yeah. As yeah. you move around and so forth, as yeah. I said, Net and Wood, where I'm actually working now up at River 9 for 9, yeah. I've been there for, well, I've been in the media for 41 years now. Uh, I spent 10 years at FM 104, uh, went up to QFM at that stage at QFM, Ipswich for two yeah. years. That's right. Uh, went to 4BC when yep. they you did, had to get that under your belt, which is talk sport at that stage, and then uh, was approached to go back up to QFM, which then changed to Star 106.9, and of course now it's in the river. Mm-hmm. And of course it's just a different environment. You don't get the bands that actually come out and so forth, and so you just change your things. But mm. yeah, your general production stuff, you know. Yep, ads and it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. We, t- we talked about that recently too. We were just saying, like, how many times you see through social media all these people going, "Oh, we're at Ed Sheeran tonight," and mm. turn around and go, "Oh, Ed's touring," you know, and yeah. then someone else goes, "Yeah, Kings of Leon are playing Brisbane Entertainment Centre." I'm like, "Oh, they're touring." Mm. Like, it's just incredible that you know, like you how don't. how these people get the information of certain tools. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're subscribing or following, you know, you know those algorithms. Yeah, different things. But there's yeah. so many times I just sit back and just go. Oh, there's a show on tonight. I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> mate, I, I, I like the Guitar Heroes. Too, right? I, I really like the Guitar yeah. Heroes. They, yeah. 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 Um, I was fortunate enough to, to see Bowie and Peter Frampton, who I've got photographs with. It's really great. Peter brought his stuff in. Um, my Guitar Heroes, like your Joe Satriani's, your Tommy Emanuel's, your Eddie Van Halen, um, mm-hmm. Santana, uh, and Steve Vai. And, and a big thrill for me was to meet Stevie Ray Vaughan on yeah. several occasions, did some session work with him. That's cool. Uh, on his second tour, we actually cut up a Jimi Hendrix lunchbox segment for him. Wow. Wow. Steve and I just sitting there and he's, mate, can you hear that? Can you hear that? And I'm thinking, <laughs> listen closely to what he wants. You know? And, yeah, we put, a, we put a whole Jimi Hendrix six-pack together, which was just insane. And That's yeah, cool. Yeah, and another sad person who left us far too, but what he could do with a guitar, it was just, oh, I saw him, he um, had a brother called, uh, oh, geez, Jimmy Relievorn, who played with the fabulous Thunderbirds. And there was three acts on that festival hall that stage when it was still up there. Their guitar tech opened the show. He was phenomenal. Then Jimmy Lee and the fabulous Thunderbirds came on. And then Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble came on. And they just blew everyone away. Then Jimmy Lee joined Stevie Ray on stage with a dual-necked guitar. And um, it was quite phenomenal to see how fast they were playing, both of them on the same guitar. Stevie was on the bottom, Jimmy Lee uh, was on the top, and wow. then they switched hands. Oh. So one was playing with his left yep. hand on the yeah. top, yeah. stringing with the bottom right, and, mate, it was fast. And I've just sat back and gone, I do not believe what, what I'm hearing. <laughs> That's and unreal. Just unbelievable, yeah. They're the little things that you remember in concerts. Saw the yeah. Stones, they're just amazing. Saw Stones. Springsteen, yep. Dire Straits were amazing. I worked with um, David Nothler, Mark's brother. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know. There's just absolutely incredible talent. I mean, I've, I've gone to a lot of concerts. and I used to grab a program and I used to be a member of the Backstage Club at Brisbane Entertainment Centre, so I always got preferential ticketing. You know, yep. It's one of those membership things. 
And I just like, there was just a whole era of just like artist after artist after artist crates, mm. you know, like, and there's even the likes of, you know, like there's Prince in there and those Madonna shows. And when they were playing, I even remember seeing Midnight Oil in Lismore at the RSL. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I'm like Peter Garrett doing that chill. I, well, I, I'm with you know me to you away from Peter from Peter Garrett standing there. Yeah, exactly. But now, like <laughs> I think band. their farewell tour yeah. or whatever, they're doing stadiums, right? So yeah. to actually be able to get into like they were big then too. So the fact mm. that they were doing small gigs, but I find it interesting that there's so many bands that through that 80s and 90s, you know, like you, you talk about your Hoodoo Gurus, your, your Ice House, you know, the Angels, Baby Animals, all of those had, had – and then they just disappeared. Like it was almost like they couldn't write another song, they couldn't do another album, and they all went into obscurity. But now every summer tour around Australia, like there's like a 20-year yeah. hiatus, and now it's, you know, all of these big summer tours Sandstone and beach Point tours. Sandstone Point a few of those. Exactly, where yeah. that lineup is exactly that. It's the, Killing you know, Heidi and – yeah, um, like Vicar well. and Linda Bull and Diesel and, yeah. you know, and Ice House and the Angel. Like, it's just – and I'm just going, wow. Like, the resurgence is incredible yep. to think that those bands were big and then they just – it's almost like they just disappeared into obscurity. But now, if you never got to see them – Because it's real music. You, yeah. yeah, exactly. But you, you can go down to, like you're saying, Sandstone Point yeah. or – um, it was the other place there at Morwell, um, Siramay Wines, yeah. and all of these festivals, and the lineup is just the who's who of that era. Mm. Yeah. Now, yeah, how good is that? Yeah, it is good. Every one hundred and four used to have birthday concerts, and we, <laughs> we always used to joke. We had a, um, I won't say a religious one, but once we had the Angels, the Saints, the Choir Boys, <laughs> so it was <laughs> so, all played on the birthday concert. I think it was about, I think ten dollars and forty a ticket back in those days to wow. get it. Because, but yeah, it was just what a lineup. I think Vince Sereni. Um, hosted it and just yeah, and there's another one. Comedians that have lasted. Where's Rodney Rudgod? Where, where's oh, you know, Kevin Bloody Wilson? Kevin Bloody Wilson. I sang a bit of him the other night. Vince Serrani. Yeah, I was singing on the mic the other yeah, night. Yeah, you don't have Kevin. comedians like that on television no. now. Well, you're not allowed. Look at no, that. Political Saturday. correct as well. That you do it, mate. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and let's face it, they're funny. They oh. they were really really funny. Yeah. John Blackman and all those guys yeah. had a sense of humour that was so funny. But now you'd be, you know, you'd be thrown out of the bloody network. Well, you even you even see that now. It seems to be like twice a year now we get a hey hey. Daryl's cashing in, mate. Daryl's cashing in. See Red Simon's up there gogging people again. Even then, every every special is. It's I think because they're obviously constrained by what they can show. It's very limited. Yeah, and a lot of it's the same. It's always the bobsled team and this guy, and then when other celebrities were on there when they were young. No, I did. <laughs> with the, with all the school kids holding the chooks and the cat and everything yeah, yeah, up there, yeah, yeah. that was very Did very you funny. Watch it? Yeah, yes, very funny. And the so dogs, funny. the two dogs, and yeah. the budgie, and the a dead three snake. rabbits and the <laughs> dead, dead snake. snake. <laughs> I saw. I did catch. I think the but end that of was it raw was talent. The, was it the the Kiwi tradies doing the oh the haka? Um, no, they finished with the haka, but I think oh. they were doing old McDonald. Oh, that's right. right? They were. They were yeah, but cheap here but they were doing it to the haka. See, that <laughs> would be a talent show you'd put on television to go exactly. and see. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Forget about the wannabe singers. Put the funny people on. Make, right. us laugh. Absolutely. make us laugh. Make us cry. We don't Absolutely. have that entertainment. Or even like when, remember when we used to have Steve Weisart? Yes. I loved it. And then and Rove? Mm-hmm. Like, we oh. don't even have, I know a lot of those Rove shows. Rove tried to come back and he failed. Yeah, I yeah, know where yeah. we had a lot of those, like, because obviously America is littered with, you know, the Tonight mm. Show and Late Shows and, mm. and everything else. And that's obviously Steve Vizard was a pure ripoff with his top 10 and everything, but it was Australian, right? And most people yep. didn't have visibility of the US in those shows, so they thought it was great. But the one thing that I did love about it versus, you know, like the project, which is probably the only thing that's closer to it, is like you talked about just before when, when a touring artist would come around. Like, so when it was Rove or Vizard, 
they would come on the show, right? Mm. They would make the appearance there and they would promote the tour. Yes. We don't have anything like that on TV anymore. No. Apart from maybe a news outlet. Yeah, like I said, the project have some people in um, or a news outlet saying, you know, Pink's latest concert's on sale mm. and she's added a second concert. Yeah. You know, I think we're really missing that in Australia, that live. I mean, we keep producing cheap TV, i.e. this reality stuff, mm. couple of cameras. Like reality right. stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I was I'd being polite. I changed the word stuff, actually. I Shit. was being polite. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's I've got like to watch myself. You can still, no, you're fine, mate. <laughs> Don't worry that, about. That's obviously cheap, but Australia can still produce that other content of having, mm. like, a, a night show. You know, look, you go even back to when we used to have um, Countdown and all of those things. We don't have anything like that today. Rage. Is Rage still on? Rage, no, but Rage yeah. is just MTV, is right? It's just music clips, really. Like, is it? At least, at least Countdown was, I mean, hosted by Molly, but... You know, artists would come out, they'd play or yep. they'd, they'd mime or whatever. They would lip sync in the studio. But it was dedicated to that. And as I said, mm. Visor would have touring artists and comedians. Yep. I remember when um, it was David Strasman with Teddy yes. Bear would come oh, out. Like yep. they, they I watched used him in a couple of years ago. Exactly. But we don't it have – great. I don't think we have that anymore on Australian mm. television of showcasing these artists when they're out here. Maybe there's not enough budget for that with all the other Netflix shows and things like that. Cut you know a few I mean? reality television programs. They get some more money, get it back up and – that's yeah, right, exactly, just, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, apart from all the other stuff. But, I mean, look, it, the problem at the moment is, yeah, we've got all this, you know, the talent that people probably want to see that we aren't getting on air, and we've got all of these talentless people getting a run on a, a nightly show for, you know, eight weeks or something like that, three nights a week, wanting their 15 minutes of fame. And then mm. those shows might have started out legitimately with, you know, like you mentioned maths before, no, might have been legitimately people <laughs> trying to find it. Now, now it's all about... <laughs> yeah. The bitchiness, you know, the cooking drama, shows are all mate. the same. It's a, why well, we watch it? It's a drama. Oh, well, you How many watch celebrity it, chefs are there? There's only two real good chefs. Margaret Fulton and Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> how good's he? Hey, Gordon doesn't stuff. hold back, mate. No, nah, no. Nah, um, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. I'd, oh, yeah. and, he, and he's, when he goes into those American places and just rips them all on you, you know what? Yep, yep. yep. goes <laughs> in undercover. What are you serving this shit for? You know, he's undercover and... I just love the naivety of the people, though, right? They're getting negative reviews or everything else. They get called out for it and they say, what the fuck do you know? Yeah. (laughs) Just going, okay, well, your baked beans on toast ain't cutting it. I I looked up his wealth the other day. Apparently, Gordon's somewhere in about the $38 million mark. That's what he's worth. Wow. It's really interesting. You see these people, they say, yeah, okay, let's just, you know, have a look. Did you Google me? I will when I get home, mate. But I'll wait till the pod, well, wait till this podcast goes yeah, to air, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Credibility God, factor bucks. will fall. So oh, I'll just do the comparative. Yeah. <laughs> like Having me on board, market. mate, is not a real good thing. I'm a share market. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't Jamie, Jamie Oliver was one of the celebrities yesterday? He's not doing too good, is no. he? Like he had his restaurants and, well, and everything else. The his, restaurant industry only out. runs at a 4% profit. It's very, very slim. If they survive, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many yeah. go right. to the wall, right? I'm hey, Domino's. I'm out, boys. <laughs> hey, Domino's. Domino's. Domino's are struggling at the moment, aren't they? Oh, I don't know what's happening. I just, yeah, well, no, I've got a take it's on it. because Big Papa's Pizza's up Big the Big Papa's, road, exactly. Big there Papa's. you go. You and I are both Buy local, <laughs> buy Springfield, mate. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Big yep. Papa's is the bomb. Did we'll you give you a plug. Drink? Did you need another drink, Kel? No, I'm fine, yeah, but a nice Jace. Papa's Pizza would be good on the oh. bar here. <laughs> oh, should oh. I say bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next exactly. episode, you talk about a live audience, sponsored hey. by Big Papa's Pizza. Yeah, <laughs> and moonshine. We'll get pissed and eat pizza. How good is this? Uh, I've, got, I've got a theory on, on Domino's. One is there are some other great local pizzerias and, and stuff like that have popped up. The other thing, though, that if you notice, right, and um, there's obviously a story about that today. I think, yeah, Domino's profit is down. But the other thing is, like, they've done a Cadbury right 
Remember Cadbury chocolates? Yes. Mm-hmm. Used to be a big block and yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they were doing over time is like keeping the price the same but then reducing the size of the block yeah. regularly. Yeah. So everyone's going, oh, still five bucks, still five bucks. But they're yeah. getting like less than those. 750 to Domino's have done the same. Yeah. You notice that? Their large, every, their large every, pizza everyone used to be the same, but cake of soap, a cake of soap is not as big as it used to yeah. be. Mm. But Domino's yeah. noticeably because yep. it used exactly to be in the right. big box, and now the box is almost like one of those lunchtime boxes. And yeah. it's, it's, it's tiny, it's and then they speaker now, and then they sell the family as like the original size. They call mm. that the family or something now, and bump that up. So yep. they've done a dodgy on the community, right? And I'm attuned to it, and maybe others are too. That you're telling anyhow, what you're doing here is you're reducing the size of our pizza. Yeah, and, charging, and charging, the charging the same, and then introducing the your old pizza for more money now. Like mm-hmm. we're not mugs, mm. and yeah, you know when you're feeding a family, you know how big a pizza is and how far it goes, and all of a sudden, yeah, they're they're playing a cabri game of um, yeah, mm. reducing the pizza size, and they've come out today going, oh, we think we might have gone a bit, you know, too high with our prices too soon, like because they're obviously saying they've got costs, but yeah, you know, pricing themselves out. I mean, everyone's in the same boat, right? McDonald's. My son works at Macca's. Um, we dropped off the other day. I can't remember what. I think we might have spoke about this. We picked up. He picked up a breakfast. I think it was a sausage and egg McMuffin with like oh, yeah, two hash browns and an OJ. It was like thirteen or fourteen dollars. Mm. I'm just going. What? Yep. Mm. I would have expected like that was like around eight bucks, mm. right? But yep. now when you're sitting there, like, and even the other day he grabbed a chicken wrap, um, with with even with his staff discount, and you know, just the chicken wrap alone is ten dollars. You going, what? We yeah, I know. But maybe we should get um, the owner of the McDonald's stores around in the local area here on for a chat. I think she employs 400 local kids. She That's owns. a good part about McDonald's. Yeah. The kids get a good start. Yep. You know, when they first will leave school, they get a job at McDonald's, they know teamwork and, you know, like... Procedures. And what McDonald's do, like the McDonald's house, you, you, you yep. can't knock them from no, that's you know, right. their community. Sort they of do, stuff. Exactly they do right. a lot of But once again, you know, you'd still like to get a little bit better value for money for the cost that you're paying. Speaking well, of your... Sorry. Can well, we, I was just going to say just on that. I mean, because yeah. I always used to hear the story, and I, once again, it's, you know, it could be a wives' tale or you know, a fairy tale or anything. Um, they used to say, like, filling up one of the soft, uh, not the soft serve cups, but your, your soft drink cup, right, the post mix. They used to say, like, the price of filling up a large was about six cents. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, you go, six cents, right? So yeah, those guys are flogging them off for, for, yeah, exactly, four bucks. Mm-hmm. And, and the, you just the line-ups out the door for just them. Just going huge, yeah. right? And you can see why they go coming in when they go, well, your, your $1 um, slushies and things like that, just because the content in them is well, right. Just to make a 12% profit on the slushies. Yeah, that's exactly. right, but that gets you in the door to buy a burger. Yes. Yeah, not, yeah. You go through the drive-thru and the kids go, we want nuggets, we want an ice cream. And you go, fucking hell, I've got you to get a second mortgage. With, you take the van with the seven kids in, mate. You'd yeah, come out with a hundred dollars. The drive-thru, I just remember Lethal Weapon. And uh, what's his name? They mm, do the drive-thru, so they don't go to the drive-thru. <laughs> and then? I've been good. No, I haven't sworn at all today. Speaking of local, sorry, we're just going to change topics here, yeah, guys. Go, go, go. Um, in your industry, yes. do you think young kids are looking to get into radio? Like, uh, I think a lot of them will basically do their own stuff at home now. Mm. Um, but we it, still need presenters, right? Okay, you, your on-air talent is hard to break out. In the old days, what you do if you wanted to get into radio, you'd go and start at Charleville, you'd go to the Western Plains, yeah. you get your grounding, you'll be an announcer, you'll read news stories, you'll be a salesperson, you'll write copy, you'll voice copy and so forth. So your talent gets quite good and mm-hmm. you know how to do things and then you virtually used to move back into closer stations bigger stations you either get a better shift on air or you take up a production role or you take up a you know if sales is your thing um and you get closer and closer and you basically just 
um, become quite proficient mm-hmm. at your talents and so yeah. forth. And, of course, the better you get, the more advisable. Then the guys would start setting demo tapes all over the country. And so, oh, there's a job in Lismore. Or, okay, there might be a job down in Geelong or there could be a job in, in oh, wherever. Wow. They'll send their demo tapes. Your PDs would have a listen to them and say, yeah, look, this kid sounds good. He sits with that format. And, of course, your demographics these days, you know, you've got your 10, the 17s, 18, the 24, 25, 39, over housewives, grocery buyers, the whole bang lot. I mean, that's the sales side of things. Mm. And to find a station which you suit into, and, of course, you go further. Mm. Me, being a little bit of a silver tail, I went straight into Cap City Radio in Brisbane. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was very, very fortunate. But, yeah. yeah, you know, you get your grounding and so forth. Yeah, and we're right. just expecting an executive of a radio studio to listen to the podcast and go, fuck, we want these guys on I'm here. already on the radio, mate. You are? Yeah, yeah. Saturday mornings. <laughs> Have a listen. Saturday morning sports Saturday report with Glenn. Sports report with Glenn. <laughs> hey. Collingwood versus Geelong, mate. Yeah, I, want to, be here. I want to be in Ted's shed when Collingwood played Geelong this year. <laughs> oh, 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 this will upset the boys here. Here we go. Hey, hey, we should do a podcast in an AFL game and get some boys around. We should. That'll be fun. Imagine if we just started calling, <laughs> calling, calling the sports games. events. And we'd just do an alternate <laughs> mate, podcast COVID, series, These so. guys were calling the football on television. We spoke about that with yeah. the guy yeah, from the studios the other night. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But no, it's, um, but it's you know, interesting. You know why the commentators say they can't do it remotely? Because they want to go and get on the piss and live in hotels <laughs> exactly, for a while exactly. get away from their missus. Exactly. <laughs> Flying over to the US and spending a week yeah. over there at the Chili Bowl is far better than yeah. sitting in a, in a room back in the studio yeah. in Australia calling yeah, in what <laughs> We're on to them. So we've got a local station started up locally in Springfield here. Yes. Um, I do know one of the announcers. And I, so that's the guys that, you know, you're donating your time. Exactly. That, yeah, yeah. If right. you're keen to get into the industry, contact the station manager. Mm-hmm. Um, go in and do some work experience there. Yeah. And if you're not quite sure what to do, they're quite happy to, I think, let you sit down and have a look at how things work. Um, you get a good education in, in all aspects of it. Like, once again, they'll be doing news, they'll do reports, they'll do shows, there'll be sponsorships. Um, and that is a good grounding to get into it. Mm, it that's really interesting. Do you call that a station, mate? Forever, would, you, would you call that a station? The local if one they're transmitting here a radio station, yeah, whether it be then, a narrowcast, whether it be a community-based station or Cap City, most of the big yeah, so commercial broad, stations. Broadcasting out on a digital platform, right? Yeah. So they're streaming. They're really yeah. a streaming station. Once again, mate, yeah, that, that's a yeah, station. Okay. And yeah. it just gets broken down. You have Cap City, you have Provincial, and you have Regional. Uh, you have regional. They're, they're your three main stations. Mm. Um, categorizations and it's all based upon population of where that radio station is yeah with regards to its listening audience and that's where you get basically pigeonholed and, mm. and what, uh, what category you fall in what yeah, i think right. is interesting City, with, with at least digital like mm. what we do right yeah and online yeah um well and the reason is is when people can consume our content you know whenever they like right yes. so they're not having to to tune in at a particular time um our last episode was two hours um it was a fantastic chat but they can listen to that in four parts community exactly. there right they can break it up um, but yeah, it's just, I think it's a, a really interesting thing from a demographic point of view, because I'm still not sure. I mean, I, I know how TV do their ratings and try and calculate things and radio is probably a little bit in the same, you know, finger in the air, get some audience demographic information and multiply that out statistically. Yep. The thing is like in our format, we know exactly who's listening. We know the exact numbers. We know About exact six people, I think. No, we're up to seven. Oh, seven. <laughs> no. It might drop to nine No. We're actually doing quite well, and thanks yeah. to everyone for listening in. Um, no, but because of our platform, right, obviously when people sign up to Spotify and, you know, Spotify or whoever's you know, platform you're listening through has a little mm. bit of that demographic information. Yes. That then comes through back in our platform. So we know the age groups, we know, you know, the gender. 
Um, How long they listen. There's only two genders on our (laughs) form. (laughs) Male and female. Um, That's all we get. And then, yeah, so, but we can, we can see, look, we've got a couple, you know, people have listened in from Singapore, people from the US, predominantly around, you know, Australia. Mm. Um, So we get all of that, which I think is a really fascinating thing about the digital platform. Because we know exactly who we're talking to or, you know, who's listening. And from a marketing point of view, I think it's really powerful. So it's really interesting. I'm just, you know, do you know how much. Like radio stations do to understand that demographic? Oh, yes, most definitely. The best thing about radio, and it still happens right now, it is immediate. Something can happen and you can be on air within three seconds. Yeah. If there's an accident in Springfield Parkway, yep. bang, people could know about it straight away. You know, yep. don't have televisions to watch and so forth. You can't watch your phones and your cars and so forth. Mm-hmm. Print takes next run, so forth. It could be next day or so forth. Radio has the instantaneous effect that it can get yeah, all the time. Yeah. And that is still the So key we shouldn't do a traffic point. report then? Like I'm sitting here, Springfield Parkway well, is actually we're, heavy we're this shared, afternoon. You know? <laughs> People nice listen in three months' time and they just turn around and go, totally irrelevant. And yeah. like that is the big thing with radio yeah. and that's why they still have huge amounts of people that basically listen to it. Huge listeners. You know? yeah. And what else do you do in the car? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're listening to the Ted Shed podcast, which or, is what or, you should be doing. Yeah, or Spotify but or no, yeah, but music. Honestly, yeah. but people, like probably 70% of people listen to the radio. They yeah. own the yeah. people. They're yeah. their they're, they're friends Yeah, they're right across the day, whether it be Marnie and Campo or whether yeah. it be, you know, Kyle and Sydney or whatever. Yeah. You either like them or you hate them. That's you right. Know, it's like Laws, Jones, Hadley, all those talkback guys, and you have your music guys that are basically on there. People like listening to what they've got to say and they will listen because of that. Yeah encompass that with a good music format that you like that yep. suits yours taste and styles you're done they'll go bang with if they want to listen to a podcast they can yeah exactly when the There's podcast the finished, they'll, they'll go you know that's all right they'll come back you know. to the radio so those those shows that you just mentioned do you think that sort of feeds into confirmation bias like we've talked about it before where someone's got a certain belief right so they're going to listen to the likes of those right? so it's the same thing with sky news right you've got certain people who will follow yep. andrew bolt and whatever yep. else like that and then every time he says something outrageous if you know these guys are, are just as right wing as them they go see it's all fucking true because he said so and there's that confirmation bias so that goes back down to people i was mm. gonna say yeah yep. so a lot of people like that so i think it's a really interesting takeaway that when you do have like your alan jones or you said kyle yep. a lot of those people that are listening in are obviously like in tune or, uh, you know, liking what he's putting down. That's right. And that is what, that's the reason that they listen to him. Yeah. And that's how they could basically gauge your ratings and so forth all the way through, mate. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think Kyle's last contract was $50 million with Jackie O. What? Gee. Please forgive me if I'm wrong. No. Your lawyer and so forth. Let your meat will yeah, start I, pissing I, on the I, shit I don't again. think so. You know. like, wow. Is it it is right? alleged. So I won't yeah, say but, alleged. But even Jackie O's on good wicket because I saw. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, They're partners, mate. They came. Well, they started yeah. in Brizzy. They did. Yeah, right. They early, did. early days, B105 in Brisbane. Because she was in LA. Exactly, they did. I still, I mean, like I said, consumed so much crap, right? And there's this one thing. She was in LA. Um, I don't know if it came through on my kids or something, but you know, you get these people now who just walk up with their phone and go, "Hi, what do you do for a living?" Well, you know, and they're driving a fancy oh, car. Oh, so she was over there holidaying. She was over there, apparently in um, in. Did, um, she didn't say OnlyFans. No, no, no. Rodeo <laughs> Drive, right? And somebody's walked up to her and said, "You know, like, yeah, what do you what, do for what a sort of house do you have? Do you have a house that's worth over a million dollars or something?" Because yeah. she was just dressed pretty casually, and or he, the way the question was yeah. phrased was basically like, "You know, do you earn about a hundred thousand dollars a year?" And she just smirked and said, oh, a little bit more than that. Yeah. Right. And then I think that was about all the clip was, but then whoever the journo was who picked up on that, because journalism now is reporting on Twitter and TikTok, right? You just commentate on social media. They've then said, well, the actual fact is that she's worth X per year. Mm. Right. And it was was in the millions. So she's trying to be humble. 
Yep. And then these dickheads jump on and just try and exploit her. They'll yeah. do whatever they want, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, just, that's what I said. That's exactly yeah. what journalism is today, right? How many times mm. you, you open up any of these websites, whether it be Brisbane Times, News.com, anything else like that, and it'll go, you know, road rage incident between these two people, and it's from a TikTok. So I don't know what you do mm. now. You work for a, a news outlet. You yeah. just scroll through TikTok and go, oh, that one's interesting. Yeah. Oh, these two are having a bitch. I'm going to write a story about that. Two people in heated argument and blah, blah, blah. And share it. And attach – and then – that's the out there, yeah. Mm. You know? See, that's another point too, how technology has changed the media. And it all goes back to who basically owns that network and who owns those papers and who mm-hmm. owns that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that they'll be given, okay, we're going to go this side of Narrative. that or we're going to go that side yeah, 100%. of that. So we're obviously not controversial enough to get called out at least for being, you know, these two Brisbane boys in a, you know, in a podcast say something outrageous. No. We need to go bigger and better. Wouldn't be I think, one to... thing we've said outrageous. <laughs> It'd be about fifty things we've said outrageous. Uh, did River just get bought out by a national company? Uh, AR in, part, um, in partnerships? No, I think AR in bought them out, right, mate. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but yeah, yep. they have changed hands. Yes, they have. Do you think yeah. that's going to change the station a lot? Uh, no, not really. Okay, well, that's because good. what they've been doing has been successful. Yeah, you know, and, that's really um, good, and it's know. community based. Yes, that's the best that's thing the best about, part about that. that. Same yeah. with you guys. You're actually talking to people in this area and so forth. River, yeah. basically, all seven. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're really the same. Eight. One thing with Dave and, and um, Nikki's show that I've noticed is they speak a lot to the councillors from all the areas, yeah. and do you know what I mean? Like it's very locally based. Once so, again, it goes down to what you know what what their um what their listeners are looking for mm. and the information and so forth. Yeah, you know, so the listeners might be a bit older on a Saturday morning. Yep. That listen to Dave and Nikki, so they want to hear that information about what's going on in the local council. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Local, local sporting events and so forth. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my bit. That's me. See. That's you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can say who's playing where, what's yeah, coming up yeah. to the upcoming AFL season, the new but rugby the, league season. Plus. We're doing more junior stuff with kids, so yeah, like sign on days yeah. and things. So it's been really which good. which is great. And mm. like you know, people will listen to that because they can find out you know if information. they want to get the kids involved in sport. Yeah. Like but in, it is, the, op- it is the opposite, yeah, though, good. the way that the industry's going, right? So you've only got to look at most radio shows now. Like, even the main drive programs, which, you know, like whether you know, you're talking about your, what are they, River 949s and... Oh, oh sorry, no, it's gone the other way. Sorry, B1, no, no, B105s and um, I'm just trying to think of the names of them. They'll just but, take network shows in. But a lot, exactly, they're just mm. syndicating, right? So they'll just, like you say, the Kyle and Jackie O. So these one people in one city are oh, syndicating their show mm-hmm. right across, right? Whereas that used to be local. But I think that's even going further now. With like even the ABC where you used to have local broadcasters doing all of these regional areas. Yeah, they're cutting all of that and they're just feeding out of Brisbane. See, that mm. goes down to production side of things, how you can actually work this because the way that you structure and so forth, you want to because of digital technology, this mm. is what you talk for. You've got seven minutes and 14 seconds mm. to do that. I've seen that. Local content goes in there. You have your sweepers of your local station. Bang, 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 bang. Yep. Come out, little music sweep, and you're back yep. in the network program. So there's a kid just paddling. Yep. Go bang, but that's bang. Hats off to River 949, though, of actually spending a lot of time more, oh, yeah. more focused on local issues I than mean, they are. Yeah, they're, they're local. They're they're live. Well, excuse mm. me. Well, the news, the local news content, is broadcast. Yeah. Is it Channel Nine News? They yeah, broadcast yeah, Channel, Channel Nine. nine yeah. is, is we were on the other night in the middle of that. Really? We got primetime ad. Yeah, for our for fantastic. Our ad. Yeah, it was so good. yeah, they're local shows. The guys are in the studio. They're taking phone calls. I mean, yep. you've got Ilya, you've got Hexy. Yep. You know, these are local people. You know, yep. Drew, and, got, and that's the differentiator. I think that's going to make. You know, yes. something like that. Have a loyal following of people in Ipswich. And those people know that, that and they basically gravitate towards, for example, Marnie and Campo. You know, mm. yeah. They're that, good in the mornings. Yeah. They're really good in the mornings. I don't, and I've they make, met you know, them. make it interesting. I'm or sure you want to hear some guy out of Melbourne talking about, you know, 
Yeah. Oh, Daniel Andrews or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, going yeah, on yeah. the soapbox down there, which is like exactly the way it is. So I think it's great that we've got a local station mm. talking. I might try and get on when I paint there in a couple of weeks. Hey? We're painting out there in April. At Mate, I'll make sure I'm at the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, get on. We'll yeah. have you, like, here in the background. Get, get some me on with going over. Campo in the morning. <laughs> That'd be good. Bit of fun. What are you doing here, painting the building? What do you think I'm doing? Got a paint bucket. <laughs> go, go just on, on air studio at the time. Do you remember we used to have? Was it like B one hundred five? I think used to have. Um, was it the Bush Pig and like the, had oh, Race man. and Jason out there with Jesus. their with their vans? How old are you, mate? Oh, mate, I remember lots. And then there was also um, another non-stop block of rock. Yeah, non-stop block of rock. Don't forget, keep left. <laughs> out there on the roads. I'd that was like to turn that, this one up, kids. This will make guest speakers bleed. <laughs> Oh, there's the Love promo. It. There's the there's Love the Ted Shed promo. Rule for me to um, say this is the hottest countdown you're gonna find all year. <laughs> hey, remember the black, for the, Ted the Black Shed Thunders? That's what they were. The black black Thunders. Thunders. Remember those? Just we had the rock cruises back in the day. We made nothing beats the helicopters. Nothing. Nothing beats the choppers. We had our own chopper. I used to fly to these things for River Nine Four Nine. It's Glenn out there in the paint van. Yeah, I'm out here with me Dulux drummer paint. We've got free samples for the first 15 people to come on here. We'll splash it right over your clothes. Oh, <laughs> he's got a couple of, yeah, he's got a couple of Bunnings vouchers. <laughs> anyway, You'll be famous, mate. Hey? <laughs> hey, hey, oh, well, something like that. Hey, All you've got to do is look out for the Glen Riding van parked on the side. Actually, he's broken down. <laughs> <laughs> he's got shit coming out of the back everywhere. Don't drive near exactly. him. Yeah. Where, where are you today, Glenn? And here we go. I'm on the side of Ipswich Road. I'm on three tyres because the fourth one's getting changed. <laughs> yeah. i got paint dripping out the back. Sorry to all the other people. <laughs> I'm putting down oh, your line. Jesus no, Christ. No, can't look. It's a great We radio should get station, Kelvin to do something for the Ted Shed before he goes. Wouldn't that be funny? Mm. You're listening to the Ted Shed. See? Look at that. That's, that's deep. Well, we should all do that. You're listening to the Ted Shed. You're Glenn listening. and Jason. Hmm? Shed. Shed. <laughs> Put some reverb and some echo and so forth. Some real, real too. retro eighties yeah. kind of yeah. promo. I got, a, I got a bit of an eighties joke. Do you want to hear it? I'd love to. Are you not going to end on the joke? No, no. no, no. I, I hope it's not political correctness. No, well, it sort of is. Oh, what are they going to do? Cancel us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we do our own stuff and have for years. All right, ready? Yep. Okay. I had my dick in the Guinness Book of Records the other day, and the librarian asked me to take it out. <laughs> That's such oh, a sad. <laughs> oh my goodness! God, listen to him laughing at his own jokes. I mean, I've just redeemed Don't myself. Don't say from that the if you're live story. on air somewhere else. <laughs> Pretty good, but hey, that's good. Ted's really? joke of the week. Oh, there you go, boys. Ted's joke right. of the week. Which, Jump which, on board the web page. Send us in your joke of the week. Glenn will actually do his comedy segment to actually read it out for you. There you go. You've got I a new like show, it. mate. We, we should ask, do that. We ask people hey? to send in stuff. Send us joke of the mate, week. I, I don't know. What would you rate that? I'd only give that a three. I think well, I'd give it a four. That was pretty good. Mate, oh, you got to get your, you you got to get the suspense going. You oh. know, Three blondes walk into a bar. Ouch. <laughs> do you think one of them would have seen it? <laughs> no? three, three vertically challenged, non-descriptive people. Oh. Walk into a bar, mate. Oh. There you go. There's, a, there's the clean up version and so forth. You talk about. Hello, like, Jace, come on, give it your best, mate. Yeah, come on, Jace. Oh, mate, I don't know. He's got to Google it. I just steal jokes. I've got. Oh, um, come on, mate. No, no, I've, I've just got a whole raft. I follow a. And if anyone's out there listening, right, it's called um, Dad's. What's it? Dad's. The Dad Says Jokes. Okay. Because this makes no is he sense. American? But no, it's called Dad's Jokes, is the thing, right? Um, it's <laughs> just funny things like I struggle with Roman numerals until I get to 159, then it just clicks. C-L-I-X. I don't right. get it. 
Roman numeral CLIX equals 159. Oh. A bit sophisticated for a dad I joke. I give that a one. It yeah. is indeed. <laughs> no, there's some, some funny ones there. The, um, yeah, you think gas prices are expensive, you should see chimneys. They were through the roof. Oh. Right? There's a whole, whole raft of them that's just, hey? you know, some absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, how, how do computers get drunk? They take screenshots. Oh. And there's, you know, there's literally thousands on there. And this, oh, this is more your, your okay. style of joke. Yeah. Right? I started a nightclub for men with um, erectile dysfunction. It was a total flop. Nobody came. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> See, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, okay. We, we, could get, we could get you know, even a bit worse. This poor oh, yeah. bugger, he died. He went to heaven. He said, no, you've got to come here. You're going to hell. Anyway, so down he goes. There's the devil sitting on the big throat. He says, come here. He says, I'll give you three chances. This is a really bad joke. No, no, he says, um, you can no. pick one of those three doors to spend the rest of your life in. So he goes and knocks on the first one. There's this poor bugger getting boiled in fat. Oh, that's terrible. I'm not going there. Shuts the door, opens up the second one. And there's this guy on this rack and stress. He's all, oh, geez, I'm not going there. See, so goes and knocks on the third one. There's this beautiful girl and this guy basically doing it in the third one. And the bloke says, oh, geez, I like that idea. So he goes back out to the devil. He says, I'd like door number three, please. The devil gets off his crown, walks into door number three, says, hey, Blondie, you're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Sorry, all those. Now, do you know what I do like about that though? Because I mean, Dipper was the same, right? He was telling his um, his the his the six quid I owe you, right? That one, yeah. I, that, that stuck with me. I actually Did remember it? that. Yeah, yeah, right. Because the difference is, like those jokes that I just read are just like these snappy little one-liners, yep. right? You had a story, a right? and I think not many people tell the the joke these days where you know. It takes a couple of minutes or a minute to tell the joke. So many other jokes are just these off-the-cuff snaps. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and I think that's that's like even when you talked about comedians and funny people before, that's their gift when they're doing stand-up, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. They'll sit there and tell 200 jokes, but where they started the night... Is so removed. They, they close it with the finish, right? Funny like the story, mate. Straight funny back. Story. The whole, whole thing was exactly that, and that's the skill. I mean, Dave Chappelle is, is really good at that. I love, love watching Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those I love Jim Jeffries. <laughs> I know you do. When I was at FM one four, Rodney Reed used to come in on a regular basis. Oh wow! Two, I'll, I'll give you two quick ones and so yeah, forth yeah, that'll yeah. make you laugh. Roddy's arrived, went downstairs, opened the door because it was about half past five before his show and so forth. Put the hand out to shake the door and to shake Roddy's hand. He, go, he had an extendable arm, <laughs> so he just gone bang and he hit me right in the you know in the watch. <laughs> he said, "Man, Roddy's <laughs> and just laughing his head off." Yeah. And the other one, there was a, our breakfast announcer, Bill Healy, and so forth, and Ostentatious was in the building. Oh. Anyway, so both of them up there, and yeah, I'm no. coming up at the lift. Ostentatious. Oh. Anyway, and so <coughs> undoubtedly I made a curry and so forth, so I've just oh, accidentally the gone <laughs> in the lift. <laughs> doors are open. I've got out. Bill Healy and Ostentatious has got in. Doors are closed. There was an internal. I heard him just cursing me. <laughs> the third floor, the second all the way down, mate. And I said, there's nothing better than a fart in an elevator joke, especially if you get a comedian. Oh. <laughs> but Ostentatious did that, um, you know, that like the Australiana poem of that. He goes, you know, um, oh, you know, oh, go oh, Anna. Yeah, why don't you have a go Anna? You know, like oh, all, all of those puns. Yeah, that's Ostentatious. I heard that on River the other day yeah, when they did that. Yeah, how much can a koala bear? Yeah, how much can a Yeah, how much can a koala? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. yeah. He's that was very ostentatious. Good. Yeah. Oh. So there was a lot of that. And the other guy that I remember from that Hey Hey Saturday, if we, like, we oh, want to go full bloke. circle here. The old bloke? No, Elliot Gollett. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. With the I glasses. Just, mate, the, you the, sort of look like him a bit. 
Oh, thank you. If you've got round glasses, you'd no. almost look like him. What do you reckon? Um, the straight pants. His, his yeah. gift was, and if you watch some of those back now, is he's not laughing, right? He's mm. just he's telling dad jokes, telling one-liners, yep. and he's sitting there the whole time Serious trying face. to be deadpan, mm-hmm. and you could just see on the inside he just wanted to fucking have a laugh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? which just made it, made it so good. Who was that old guy that used to tell the joke on Hey Hands? Maury Fields. Maury Fields? Yes. And who was he his was coach? His son he was got involved with... for a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tell you, a very, very funny other guy, mate. And he's been on, uh, he was on Becker and he was on a few other American television programs. If you ever have a get the chance to have a listen to a guy by the name of Stephen Wright. Oh. Oh, deadpan straight up. And he just says the most. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Just That's really deadpan good. straight. And you'll just laugh and laugh Stephen and laugh. Stephen Wright. Okay. Stephen Wright, mate. Yeah. You we can should, Google him. We should put it out there, Jace. Right. We should find some local comedians in the area that can come get in, him in, do a stand up, and we'll just share it. Or they can record it on their phone, send yeah, it in. You can actually it play it in the show. And we'll mate, just, we, we're high tech here. We can take diamonds now. Yeah. Right. We'll, yeah, we'll get Kelvin to produce it. <laughs> <laughs> Would I be up to that quality, mate? You know, this is, we, we've set the benchmark very, very high here. <laughs> okay. Well, we're saying what we need to do is we need to create a format. We have a guest in. We just play pool. So we've just got to go from this setup to headset setup. Yeah. So, we can just keep chatting and playing pool mm. around the, mm. the pool table. Because it would be a bit funny. Just, hang on. Live. Just going to go have a shot. Hang on. Really live. Really yeah, live. Just, yeah. Hang on. He's over there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> sound right. effects. Yeah, there you go, Glenn. You'll go. Sound effects from the cricket in 1909, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Grab two balls out of a pocket and bang them together. Oh, oh crazy times. Man. And Money and Campo. Sorry, you go. No, you no go, Money go. and Campo up in Ipswich, right? At yes. Rubal. Um, they've been there about eight years now. And I've listened to River 949 from back in the Wayne Poo days. Yes, yeah. So a long time. I was speaking to Wayne only the other day. Were you? Yeah. He'd have some stories, wouldn't oh, he? Oh, mate. He's Our good. general manager, David Greenwood, was on, on edge when Wayne was on air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And who was that other guy? Danny P. Hoyland. Danny P. Hoyland. Yeah, yeah he was, I, a, yeah, he was a Saturday morning show Danny's for a, a while. Guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But, like, do you think Marnie and Campo, because I know they've been on Brisbane stations and all of that. Yes. Yeah. Have they come out to the local community one just to have a beer and a kick? No, no. No. No, not so at all. They, they take a lot of pride in what they do and so yeah. forth. And once again, it goes down to formats, mate, and, okay. you know, what they do. I mean, you think of the... Um, the time of a breakfast announcer in the morning with, with Marnie and Campo. They're up at 3 o'clock mm. every morning. Yeah, yeah, they're in at 5.30. The drive's in. On, yep. Their show starts at 5.30. Their 5:30. show's over by the time I get out of it. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> exactly. Morning, you know, so their work. prep work prior to actually getting into the studios and so forth. So, mm-hmm. so there's a you know, fair bit of that They're going to be happy at 5.30 in the morning. Mm. You know, try and do that for, you know, That's right. eight years. And and so they're in there in the studio. What time would they arrive? Just to give us a bit of a background history. Probably four thirty in the morning. Four thirty. Yeah. And then they're starting to do content. Would they be pre-recording stuff then? Probably not, because they're live. They're dead set live. That's the big thing. Yeah. They yeah. may do a, a recorded interview with a um, a celebrity or an artist, but they yeah. basically might play that the next day. They said we recorded this with such and such. But yeah, yeah. these guys are live. Yeah, it's because the artist isn't going to be up at that no, hour. Yeah, right. You won't at that time. But you hear them in the morning. They've got a lot of content every morning. Yeah. You know, like they do competitions and they do things like this well, morning. Yeah, most of your breakfast announcers and so forth, you'll have a program team with them. They've probably got some yeah, and it's all structured. Oh. What they're going to do, bang, 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 And bang, it's all bang. on that big whiteboard. Yeah, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, we're going to do this. So it's 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 not just going on there, opening the mic, saying, good morning. Yeah, yeah good morning. I'm up and uh, welcome. Hey, it's 25 past seven. <laughs> have your cornflakes kids, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to 108.8 Echo FM. Yeah. <laughs> Get <laughs> out of bed, you bastard. Make your speakers bleed. And, like, and I, and I don't want to talk about exactly how much they get paid, but is it worth it? 
They, yes. Well, it they is. get out of bed yeah. every day for it, so yeah. it's got to be yeah, right. especially at that hour. Plus, yeah. you, you, you gotta have, you've got to have the passion to do it and you've got to love what you do. Mm. I, I'd love to. I, I don't want to be you a know. painter forever. As yeah. I said, mate, like, <laughs> get me in right, there. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the towards the latter part of, of my 41 years mm. in, in the media and so forth. But there's, there's not a lot that you haven't experienced and you haven't done. You yeah. know, from as you guys were, were talking about with the artists and so forth. But yeah. your, your personal achievements, I mean, um, they get, there's the industry awards that they've won um, in, in all aspects and goes right across production, on air talent, new talent, yep. salesperson. So there's, in, there's incentives and, and in, um, achievements right the way through. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, virtually you're only as good as the next thing you do. I want to yeah. see, let's start a campaign. Let's see if we can get Glenn on, on a show on River yeah. 949. I want him in the 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. Hey, time whoa, slot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, just I tell you what, it was a very, very popular program, mate. Uh, back in or oh, many years ago, now on River, we used to have Mother Trucker. Yeah, <laughs> I would do that. And I'm she was on from that. twelve till five o'clock in the yeah. mornings. Yeah. And she had two way access, and she used to talk to the truckies all up and down. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's yep. A, yep. And there's another there's guy on Triple M um, who does that now. Um, he's out of Melbourne, I think he is. What's his name? I used to, I've listened to him a fair few times before uh, Money and Campo would come on. Yep. And uh, oh, I I'll, I'll think of his name. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, as soon as we episode. stop recording, it'll come back to Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, he's on from 12 to 5. Yep. And he talks astro- across Australia. Yes. Mm. Like it's yep. not just local or whatever. Mm. But yep. yeah, and mate, that show, mate, they have people lining up for hours on hold waiting to get on. Yeah, I mean, they've yeah. become very, very popular. And so but they do that And, again. of course, the more, the more market you're in, the more listeners you have and yeah. so forth. Do you reckon so they do that again? Firm insomnia. Uh, on River? I'd do the 12 I'm to 5. I'm not quite sure, mate. Yeah. God, I'm not go. quite sure. Hey? Could you imagine Give that? Give me a go one what, day what, a week. What do they do on River at that stage now? Do they just go to just music? Just pre-recorded. Yeah, it would be um, just music and so forth. Yeah. I'll see you there. You know what sleep. you need to do? You just go... You go I'll the donate week. my time for hey? free one night a you week. You can imagine Glenn at 3 o'clock in the afternoon no. after he's done a mid-dawn <laughs> shift. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> on the either Friday night, like so is in the Friday night after midnight, that shift, mm. right? And Friday the Saturday. Because then you're getting everyone who's coming out pissed out yeah. of the nightclubs yeah. and they'll think just, you know, like with the beer goggles, mate, they'll think you sound fantastic and you're... Well, that's, that's all right. That's the way to go. I'm going to talk to Dave Greenwood when I'm painting there in a couple of months. <laughs> talk to David Wilshire, the new man. Wilshire, yeah. that's him. Yeah. Oh, I haven't met go. him. David was our old general manager. We yeah, there's David a legend on. in radio, mate. That goes back, you know, right. you know to talk to people who's met whom. Yeah. Do, you, do you know a guy called Michael Major? No. No. Okay, he used to be a part owner of a radio station. Oh, okay. Family friend. Anyway, long, we'll talk about that off air. Oh, I'm, I'm something else. I want no, the GM okay. of River 949 to come on and talk about River 949. He'd love to, mate. He'd, He'd love to. He'd love to. He'd Lovely guy. Really, really right? experienced, nosy stuff and so right, forth. We'll give you a commission. You can play you, pool. You can have here. 100% of fuck all. <laughs> hey? We're all laughing. No, the mid dawn shifts, mate. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're I'd the love to do that. Go back. Okay, here's another little story. Do you want to do one night with me? You're, you're actually speaking to one of the highest rating DJs. I know. I could imagine. Here we so go. So, what was your show? When I was your had, show? Well, FM one hundred and four. I used to have the Saturday night super mix on FM one hundred and four from seven o'clock until one o'clock in the morning. It rated 69.8% share of the market, all ages, right across. Wow. So that's seven out of ten people were listening to it between seven and one o'clock in the morning. And you know what? I never said a word wrong. Wow. You didn't say a thing? No. All sweepers. I used is, to is that like, you know when you get visit <laughs> Hold on, what's a sweeper? Not- the hey? Saturday Night Super Mix with Kelvin Siggs That's on it. FM 104. Thanks yeah, to it's Forex. It's like a DJ. And then you I like Forex. I think Forex were paying... Uh, back then, 
$80,000 a year to sponsor that show. 4X, because wow. you're mentioning it right at that era when people are drinking. 7 to 1 in the morning, yeah. Did you imagine the intro to that show? Yeah, hey, welcome to the Saturday Super Mix. You're listening to Jason Crash. We've got four hours of non-stop commercial-free music. Bang. <laughs> That's was, it, I'm off. I didn't even have to say that. It was just, this is the <laughs> FM Supermix on FM 104. Bang. There you <laughs> go. His radio and then, voice. And then cue, cue the music. Oh, today, because I mean, it gets back in the older days, and we're talking back on vinyl, right? <laughs> yeah. Some oh, poor sack there, was there's sitting There's another good one, Records, those little mm. black things yeah, with the holes in them. Oh, they're, they're, they're big now. They're huge. Yeah, they're, yeah. About, they're about sold at JB Hi-Fi. They're out selling CDs. Wow. Oh, yeah, they they're huge. Well, yeah. About a year ago, I just sold all my vinyls. Oh. No way. Yeah. I had about 200 of them. There's a gentleman who was, I think he was a collector or so forth, came board. But the big thing was mine. Three quarters of them were personally autographed to me. Oh, from all of those Mate, I, I didn't even retire? have a record player to play them on anymore. <laughs> really? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, you I, should see my turntable. I should have. I've got, I should have I've got, got, a, a, got a really nice high-end Can you bring your turntable in into the Ted Shed then? Mate, we can do some scratching. You just, you just <laughs> <all bit. laughs> there's a funny story, like, and this this is this is a funny story, right? It's not my story, so I can say it's a funny story. I met a guy. I sold a laptop. One of the kids moved from Mac to whatever, so I sold this laptop. The guy who rocks up was over from Redcliffe. He has a a music store. He's actually a coin owns a coin shop or had a coin oh. shop, right? And he he stumbled across like this incredible record collection. So he went from coins to to vinyl, yes. right? Now, some of these vinyls, this, then the story that he basically told me is it was a former politician of, mm-hmm. of Australia who used to just get everything handed to them, right? So it's a, you know, was that Anastasia Palaszczuk? No, no, some, some, <laughs> some guy called Joe Biocchi-Peterson. She'll oh, be right, mate. Oh, wow. So anyway, so his, his personal assistant apparently used to store all of this stuff. Right. right. So the, the, this is the deal of getting this record collection. This guy's basically going, look, underneath his house, because he had – I don't know what sort of Queensland or something, but it was, it was like a basement, but it wasn't easy to get into. You know, it's like the half-height yep. door mm-hmm. down the stairs. So apparently inside under his house, from that front door, all the, pretty much the entire floor plate of the house was full of banana boxes, full, full, of, full of unopened, originally sealed vinyl. Yep. Oh, and here was the deal, wow. mate. You, you can come and have this. It's X thousand dollars for yep. the collection. You just got to get rid of it. Yep. So he's in there. He's just, this old mate, guy in his 60s or 70s. 95% of mine were never played because the record company guys, You're when the, the artists came through, mm-hmm. they'd the bring you and you'd get a copy of the album yep. and so forth. And when the boys here, wow. like, Doc, can you sign this for me? I think Doc wrote, am I ever going to see your face again? So nice to meet you. M equals MC squared. Doc Neeson, the Kel. <laughs> right. You know, so this guy Barnsley had to just wrote get me in. one. It's, hope they let you talk soon, mate, Jimmy, <laughs> because I was doing the super mix and I never had to talk on Saturday nights. Was... So anyway, this guy's flipped his coin store into a vinyl store, right? And he's, literally, he t- it took him weeks. He was in there with his wife. He's an old guy, so he got a trolley and lifting the boxes out and up this thing and on and just back and forthing, back and forth. How old was he? Like fifty two. No, he's 50? in his he's in his sixties or oh, late sixties, right? I thought fifty was old. No, and like a laptop, he, you know, it's this laptop thing. He goes, "Oh, I've got to get on the internet apparently and start." Oh, so he wants market. to promote his, his vinyl. Well, because he he's got this vinyl, he's got this store. I can't remember what it was called. He did tell me something like um, wow. Rain, Rainbow Records or something at Redcliffe. So if you find okay. it, anyway, it's, it's in one of those little arcades. It used to be a we coin store. But this guy was telling That's me, cool. he goes, oh, I've just opened up here. And he says, like, there's original pressings of, like, Elton John's such and such. And there's this here, there. And there's, yeah, yep. you basically, you name it. Yep. So Joe, for whatever reason, I don't know, freaking 10 copies of every artist who ever toured Queensland. <gasps> So this guy's picked them all up, and I've just started doing searching on some of these things, and we're talking 300 plus per record. Wow. And when he told me how much he paid for the collection, I've just gone. How much was it? 
Oh, it was under 10 grand. Oh. And I've fuck, just turned around and just done the count. Even if you got dead duds in there, who cares? Right, you'd just be turning around and go like, that is a $3 million album collection. It's amazing. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm just going, fuck, dude. Like, how do you stumble across that? Should've and he says, now program. that he's opened his store, <laughs> he gets people. People like yes. yourself just turn around and go, look, I've had this vinyl collection sitting here on the shelf or it was my, my uncle's or my dad's. That's cool. I don't know what it's worth anymore. How much we, you know, pay for that? And he'll just go, I'll give you two grand. And he knows because he's, he's obviously educated yeah, he's himself educated on these now. original vinyls. He's going, well, that one's worth 80 bucks. That one's worth 120. Mm. Well, new ones are 80 or 90 here. now for new. Now they're oh, exactly, 80 but records, these are original right? pressings. Yeah, I get right? that. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the big that's thing. amazing. So, but I think his thing that yeah, because to, to to obtain that value of that collection though, he needs to get online and he needs to start getting yeah. those in front oh, of yeah. collectors, right? Because yeah. no Most one's going to find yeah. him in a little strip somewhere. You'll no, find. Oh, I think you'll find someone who'll just go listen. Mate, what do you want for the lot? Yeah, so exactly. And go bang, yeah. But that's he was amazing. just saying that even what he's doing, he's still got <laughs> the total, total volume. He's still got boxes he hasn't even looked at. Wow. Oh, he's just going, wow. I'm opening this one. It's got bits in here. Yeah. I'll move those. And next yep. month I'll go grab another carton. That's crazy. And he's just flipping them. I'm just sitting there just going, oh my God, how about a retirement plan right there? That's a retirement plan. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's you've got to wonder yeah. how much stuff is out there like so that. So back to bringing your record player to the TED chat. Is that possible? Um, yeah, we'll have to work out the way. Because mine, mine is old school, right? Yeah. So I don't have, like actually the new ones, like even the Techniques ones, you know, the oh, good techniques. ones. Techniques. T1500 with yeah. a little thing on the yeah. side. Well, yeah. there's a few of those, but a lot of them now have USB out. Mine's a model that predates that. So if I had that one, I could Mate, we'll, we'll plug get it in, you a cart machine. Hey, oh, that goes back to the 60s. You dram the carts in. Yeah, because all the commercials before records, they used to have all the music on carts. You were telling me about that the first time yep. I ever met you when I recorded my ad. It's funny because you have announcers these days walk into the studio with a, with a, with a sheet. This is what's going. There's their logs and so forth. In the early days, the announcers would have to go and pull all the records from the bins Mm. They'll have a little, this is going to be played. They take all the records in the studio, then they go out and they get all the cartridges that used to sit in the cart room with all the commercial content on there, all wow. named it. They, they have cart racks, they put them all there, and the announcers would actually physically have to look at the logs, put the carts in there, cue the records, talk, hit the buttons and so forth, and there was, there was a lot of things going on. That's mm. why you never basically went into the on-air studios when you guys were on air because they're very, very busy. Wow, yeah. that's well, insane. Things you don't find. These days, it's, man, it's all on the computers. I've seen Dave bang, 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 on bang. a Saturday morning. It's like, oh, we've got a yep. three-minute fill here, we'll talk. Yep. We've got a one-minute fill here, we'll do the weather. Yep, they and still, the do, all, yeah, they still do, do a lot of research with regards to their, their talk breaks and so forth, yep. but they're not physically pushing no, cards right. in or queuing up records. It just happens. You sit there having a coffee half the time and yep. you're like, oh, we're in 30 seconds. Yeah, everyone gets up to the but mic. But even a lot, I remember, because my brother did um, at Northern Rivers Uni, they don't do it as a course anymore. I think it was um, radio and music production or something else in Northern Rivers. So their studios at the time were world-class and he was in um, on Lismore Radio um, and I remember I grew up in sales, so we had 3TR down there, and I yep. sort of spent a bit of time in there. I did a little bit of time at Triple Z in Four Triple Z in Brisbane. Four Triple Z in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, yep, did a bit there. So, But even back then, yeah, it was all turntables and, and pretty yeah. sort of... And, mate, they're not, they're not, um, they're not cheap. Mm, Our mixing no. console, well, the one we had at Everyone 104 was an uh, MPX 3000. It took six guys to pick this thing up, that to cut a wall out to get it into the production studios, and it was... Well, here's the dead shed bar. Uh, <laughs> that's, from where meet your meat sign down meters, there. Yeah. It was probably, you know. So you're probably a good four metres long. Well, it probably wouldn't be four. Long. It'd be a good three metres, you know. Yeah. Ten foot, 12 foot long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just nothing but it's like flight setter. 
Here wow. you go, kids. And then look at us now. Yeah, mate, you can do hey? it on. I got yeah, laptop. basically this digital yeah, console crazy. here. We can just so open that's up where, and up yeah, and get that's a where your technology has basically made it so much easier to yeah. actually do, you know, what you have to do. Mm. Speaking of concerts at Festival Hall, yes. I, I oh, caught up with my uncle a while ago. My old uncle. Did you see the Beatles, did you? <laughs> no. No, but he's seen Queen there. Yeah. Right. And he said Freddie Mercury was Amazing. Yeah. Festival I saw the From the police. minute he was on there to the minute he left, everyone was just like, wow, that's like. Yep. I saw Rod Stewart when he had his uh, Bronze oh. More Fun tour there. I he's saw touring. You. Yeah. If you talk about things that I don't know, he's touring with Cindy Lauper a day on the green at Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm hmm. I right, did hear right, that mate, once. The old days. That's when he had the old uh, leopard skin tights and so forth. Uh, he's up there with his costume bag now. Festival Hall. Oh, they did played you? there. Yep. That's going way back. I missed that one. <laughs> that's Rod, Rod Stewart's touring this year with his colostomy bag. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sir Rod, mate. You can't. It's not right. Oh, it's Sir, Sir Rod Sir, now. Sir, Sir Rod. You went to see Sir Elton. I did. Yeah. I saw it, yeah. I saw Dire Straits. First of all, it was great. It was just yeah. terrible. It was just amazing. Do you know what I saw there? And, and my wife loves this story, and, and that's in, in Quoted. Um, we went on one of our first dates in the city, and Alanis Morissette was playing at Festival oh. Hall. How and ironic. How, how did that go? <laughs> well, well, let's just say what hey, happened. And I thought ironic. we both have differing stories of it, right? Because <laughs> I was walking past and as we've come out the exit, some guys walked out and, and I, he's given me his ticket. And I've just said to Julie, I've just gone... Alanis Morrison, can, can I just duck in and have a look? Because oh, I've got so you've gone. I'm ditching this date. I'm going one ticket into Alanis Morrison, and you're so, standing at. So I'm standing no, at. Why did she marry that's you? That's glass. I'm, why I'm, did she marry you? But my recollection is, is on, I just grabbed go. the ticket. I said, I'm just going to duck in, right? And I've just ducked later. in. She's there. Well, she reckons I must have been there for like pretty much the whole set. And I'm going. Oh, <gasps> I listened to one or two songs, and then oh, I was out. No. Yeah. <laughs> she just, put the spell on you, mate. Just going, mate. I walked in, and oh man, I've just yeah. Fuck. I've never been to Festival Hall. I'm just going, oh, right, someone's yeah. just giving me a ticket. Festival Hall, Alanis Morissette. Oh, 100%. Bang, you know, well, I go. Why you send your missus in to be a nice guy? The funniest thing once, and that- you talk about old places <laughs> and venues, mate. Uh, oh, Festival Hall. Shut up now. <laughs> I used to do an under-18s disco at Cloudland. Oh, Cloudland. Wow. That is one place down. I'm disappointed I never oh, saw. Oh, mate, yeah. it was amazing. I mean, when the Angels played, they're like you had the big dome and so forth, all of our elderly people remember Cloudland and yeah, the they floor. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. Was it, it on used to move. Was it, was it on spring? Like you'd, you'd get... A foot, a foot and a half, and wow. the angels played there Dance one floor. night, and yeah. it was packed, mate. Mm. And Doc was watching the people just go up and down, you know. Wow, but, that's um, yeah, really that cool, amazing. But I've place. seen some stuff like that where there's some of those yeah legendary bands are talking about. Because in my year, I was probably too young. Yes, and I grew up in Victoria, right? So Cloudland wasn't really accessible. But yeah, to then Cloudland learn about the history of that place, and yeah. obviously the Dean Brothers tore it. Yeah, down. Yeah. They tore it down in the middle. Not of the, the Cloudland in the Valley, now kids. We're talking about the no, original the Cloudland original with the Cloudland. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The Dean Brothers tore that down in the middle of the yep. night under jurisdiction from Toby Pearson. Yeah, because there was mm. was there was cries or there was something some actions to stop the demolition. Yeah, but anyway, they just bull- go it fuck it, we'll bulldoze it. Yeah. 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 yeah, Once it was bulldozed, you couldn't do shit about it. You can't it. do shit about Amazing it. Amazing venue. Forgiveness. Amazing venue. You know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely the older generation talk about that. Yeah, my parents definitely. used to go there. I Did remember. they? Yeah, used to go there. Cloudland. Cloudland. Yeah, we should make those old venues, mate. The Roxy down the valley, the Whispers nightclub. Ah, Whispers. Yeah, you wouldn't remember Whispers. That goes away. Yep. I love that the zoo is still there. The zoo is an institution. I've played the zoo yeah, a couple of times. You have played the zoo, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Hey? Yeah, it is it's crazy. It's just a great... For all you young kids, yeah, they were nightclubs back then. Mm, that's right. Yeah. You know, you well, actually went in there and actually bought drinks over the counter and... That's right. It was fun to meet people and... Yeah. Well, we had a couple of nightclubs in Ipswich, which I don't think we have anymore. Easy we had Street. The Easy Street. Easy Street, yeah. 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 And the one up the top, the Vault, and it had a fair few the names. I think it's called the Metro now. There's still signage up there at the wow. front of that called the Metro. There's one down near the Exchange. You know, when you go down Brisbane Street and you've got the Exchange on the corner, mm-hmm. it's the commercial building on the right. You used to go through, there's a staircase and the nightclub used to be on the second floor. Oh, yeah. And what have we got in Springy Lakes? Lakes? Where can you go out here? Springfield. Oh, the oh you go to a Ryan Hotel. Yeah. You know what? Mate, the Ted Shed Club. The Ted Shed Club. We- it's, a, it's an invite only, one person at a time because we're too old. I employ a young girl, <laughs> she's 20, and we're at work today, and she's like, Friday, she's like, why don't you come out to the Orion tonight? And I'm like, because I feel like I'm a fucking hundred. <laughs> she's like, I took my mum there the other week, and I said, oh, yeah, how'd that go? She goes, yeah, the old people stand over there. And I said, that's where I'll be over there oh, with the old people. <laughs> but where do you go now in Ipswich, right? That's another thing. We could probably have a nightclub in Ipswich again now and make it sustainable. You've got CSI, you've got brothers and so forth, those sort of... I, I don't know whether there is an actual club, club. as such. But is yeah. there a call for yeah. it, though? Like, I mean, or even a street club even my the kids, older blokes. Like all the kids that no, I know... How old are your kids now? 18. Yeah. Okay. Right, and all their friends have graduated and that, but they're not... They, you don't they, reckon they're into that? They don't seem to be. It's almost like, they're yeah, look, let's nanny, go here, let's go kids, do that, they? right? You know, do you reckon they're nanny kids? kids maybe, it, maybe, maybe it'd be a good thing for the local police to have the old blue light just goes blue back light. up and running. I remember to go those to one ones. At Red Bank, mate. You've got great supervision. You know, the cops are terrific. You know, they'll make sure that everything's really, really good and give yep. the kids an invite, you know, yep. even if it's, you know, an under 18. Maybe I'll get a gig there. I just wonder if, hey, yeah, if this hey, get the old decks out, mate. <laughs> Welcome to another non-stop block of blue light rock. <laughs> this, this is the decks you don't play. This is the decks you paint. Oh, yeah, Glenn, yeah, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn White painting, the painting the decks. Yeah, I used Playing to have a, I used to have a DJ business. If Darren Baldwin's listening, he'll tell you what it is. <laughs> that, that's a name mm. I do remember. You Darren played Darren Baldwin. Yeah, Darren Baldwin and I've oh. been friends since. Okay, right. Yeah, oh. parents were in, in when the Air Force. All right, basically, okay. drink. I'm Drinking. Yeah, go grab a drink. I'm Mate, good. I'm still going. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, my business was called JC's DJ Hire. So, it's funny that every time he sees me, he goes, DJ Hire, how are you going? Like, it's still, it still gets, uh, gets a run, you right? You played by mum and dad's 25th anniversary. Fuck did we cause some havoc that night? And it rained. And yeah. I remember you mm. calling out to me. You were up on the balcony. Yeah. You were in Goodna, right? In the old Hoodna. And he's like, well, here you go, Glenn. Here's some rain. It's purple rain by Prince. And I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, that's a great voice. <laughs> yeah, put your radio voice on. Yeah, um, no, we had, I had, I had these massive, like, because I'm basically a muso, right? So a lot oh, of PV my speakers. PV358. Fucking huge 18 inch Black Widow subs and yes. all of this other shit, right? And then Glenn's like, oh, I'm having a, having a party at Goodna. Yeah, um, my mum and dad's 25th anniversary. Yeah, he goes, wedding, can you yeah. come and DJ? And I'm like, yeah, no. Anyway, so I rock up with a fucking concert PA yep. that I used to I used to have a truck and I'd go out to like a cricket ground or something to set this thing up and just, you know, DJ off the, off the flatbed truck. And it's been, so anyway, we're in, in suburban Goodner on the front balcony and I'm just basically hurling abuse all night at the neighbours across the road. <laughs> going, I hope you're not planning on sleeping tonight, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so they end up ringing the cops. Yeah. Right? And the cops come out and then they rock around the front and they come up and tell us to turn it down. And they said when they walked out of the station, they could hear us. Wow. <laughs> We're like yeah. fucking six kilometres away. Kilo- <laughs> yeah, it was probably a kilometre and a half. Kilometre and a half? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Started, like, six but sounds better. Belly. Yeah, I know. Right? Wow. But yeah. this thing was just booming, mate. So all of Goodna heard me that <laughs> <Yeah. night. laughs> Well, here's something for the young entrepreneurial 
little kids these days, mm-hmm. the cost of actually doing this is, is minimal these days. All you've got to do is get the kids to wear their pods, yeah. their silent, earpods. Silent discos? Yes. Just silent discos. Mm. The Candyman yeah. does that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Candyman does that. At his mansion? Yeah, at his mansion down the Gold Coast. Um, my old personal trainer, who's a bit muscly and a Brazilian, so yes. you know he's a bit. Hey, how you going? He'd say he'd go to parties there and get invited. Mm. And at eleven o'clock, the Candyman would walk around <laughs> with the Bose headphones and hand out a pair to everyone that were linked to whatever was going on. Mm. And at the end of the night, he'd just go, just no, quiet no, just party. Take them, yeah, just take them home. Take them home. You can have those. Wow. Because yeah. <laughs> I know the school. The school did that recently. They had a silent disco, so everyone basically gets a headset. It's yeah. cranked up loud. And apparently, if you're there, like the music's thumping, the bass is awesome, and then everyone's standing around the outside, and it's just like someone's, you know, you're watching something and they've turned the volume off because, wow. you know, all you all you see is everyone moving around and dancing and everything else like that, That's and there's cool. no sound in the room; it's all in the headphones. Candy That's really man, cool, mate. Was did he have a Ferrari dealership? Was he giving those away as well? Or what? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I wish I got an invite. Apparently, it's a bit uh, crazy. Okay. Be a bit OT. Yeah, some of the mm. some of the stuff, but look, there's a bit of coin around for those those people and. You know, a lot of drug money, man. Yeah, we, we turn yeah, away a lot of requests in that, right? Because of our requests. celebrities. Don't take drugs, kids. It's bad for you. <laughs> Did you see what I found the other day in the um, op shop? The 10 Dance Watch? You did, yeah. 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 So we used to be uh, um, with our previous shows. Which celebrities. No, I'm calling no, we it. We were celebrities. We were. We were. Of we were. No, we're anyway, about, we were ambassadors for a watch company. Yes. And, we um, weren't A, B, or C, D, E, even E, F, G, H. I remember our name. Somewhere down the order Z. of celebrities. Yeah, anyway. And I was. Because I scroll through op shops, right? And like, just because that's what I do. If I've got a bit of spare time, I'll stop in at an op shop and just walk around. And, yep. And um, there's one of these watches that we were ambassadors to. <laughs> yeah, I did. You do? She's like, oh, that's you a fucking like, $5 for this $300 watch is a bit yeah. much. Will you take said, $250? Oh, I'll give you 60 bucks. And she's like, okay. I'm like, done. Oh, wow. So I've just got a new battery it? put in it. Hmm? How much did they have on it? 119 Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we, when we had our car show, yes. right, Which, one of the things yeah. that we would do, we'd always position the camera on the left side of the car. So we got watch sponsorship deals. So Tendence was a sponsor. Yes. Uh, so we were basically brand ambassadors and we got to mm-hmm. go down to some yeah, nice parties some cool on the Goldie with some people. Oh, but they were really big watch faces, pretty chunky kind of things. And we were given you know, watches. And mm. So yeah, when you, know, you see one in an op shop, yeah. you just turn around and go, wow, that's yeah. a kickback. I was going to say that to Geetha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You made it. No. That's oh, awesome. Classic. Look, we've just hit an hour and 20 minutes. Can you believe it? Oh, wow. wow. That's crazy, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah. We've so gone over by 20 sorry, minutes. Sorry, kids, you'll never nights. get that time back in your life again. <laughs> so, what are we. Okay, coming out of the show, let's do a right. bit of a brief. We're right. going to try and hit up a comic. Yeah, yeah that's a good try. idea. Local comic. Yeah. Or local comics, jump on the website, yeah. send us your material send through. Your we'll material. start picking one. Yeah. That's a good idea. We should run a comic comical competition. Well, there's actually. Wasn't there recently within our friends Comic-Con. network? There's a somebody we know mm. who's running the Ipswich, like an Ipswich stand up or an impromptu. Oh, we do. Shelley's brother, mm. comedy mm. festival. Son, son. Yes. Maybe we should try and yeah, get well, a comedian just to give us some content. And yeah, and well, we Kel's did. We did have a comedian on not so long ago. Go to headshed.com. See, look at him go. Back when no, we, we could have. Ke- and I've only been here once. Eh? <laughs> What's this? <laughs> And yeah, I haven't had a I, drink can yet. Can I set kids? you a task? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Can you go off? Because we, I think we spoke about last time you were in. You know, one of those things that I hate is you know those Channel Nine ads. Oh, with a big voice. Yeah, talking yeah. about really, King really Spons. dramatic. Can you do us a thirty-second promo for the Ted Shed and make it as corny <laughs> and as sickly as you can, like that, like you're on Channel Nine? This if week's episode of the Ted Shed, the two <laughs> people get together and we go to some ads. 
Oh, off bat, okay. let's see how I we go. Um, we need a break. break. We need a break. We need a break. Cut us something oh. from. We'll play oh, it. On. I was going to. Can, can, can we do I it can now? Play just it cut back. it out. Is your life bored? Are you looking for a different type of entertainment? Well, listen to the Ted Shed, the most intriguing podcast that you'll hear all year. Controversy, sex, alcohol, and all that other shit that you don't want to talk about. You'll hear it in this show. The Ted Shed Podcast. Lock it in, because it'll make your speakers bleed. There we go. That's awesome. <laughs> That's our new ad going Sorry, on River. That's going straight to River 949. Wait till I get that through. I can get it drinking. Hang on, we've got to put a tag at the end of it. Matter of fact, I've got it now. Starring Jason and Glenn. All thanks to Gunright Painting. <laughs> Love it, Cal, love it. Your local painters in this area, they'll do a great job for you. It is amazing what can happen when you get close to a microphone. I know. It sounds <laughs> close, mate, makes your speakers no, I don't talk on the mic. I usually just sit back and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Man, thanks so much for joining us. It's been it was an absolute, an absolute pleasure, pleasure gentlemen. Mm. Once I say that this recording studio is out of the world. And you oh, are always If anyone here. ever gets an opportunity to get an invite to come and do a podcast with the boys, take it up. I can tell you it is fabulous. Thanks, oh, mate. Thank that you, is mate. greatly appreciated. And you're always welcome back at any time for a beer. Well, we'll do yeah. another round. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about round. sport. We'll Let's talk there sport because I know you do have some big stories about the Brabham family and oh, where you've been in yeah, Monaco. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe we can touch on that part next two. time. Part two. I think we need part to do two. part Shelvin two. Shelvin Siggs, part two. Oh, and hopefully we won't piss off meatloaf and you won't piss on Fuck. the roof. Oh, meatloaf. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Good Lord, yeah. Yeah, oh. meatloaf. Yeah. So hopefully that yeah that audio didn't... Like I said, we sit here... We have people with the snip next door. We have cars go by. We have it rain on the shed. And it is literally a shed, right? So there's no no professional yeah. studio. And we sit there going, I could not hear myself during that. And then we play it back and you go, Can't how fabulous the, was that? Can't even yeah, hear the rain. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> so, these, these road bikes are pretty good. Thanks, road. Yeah, so hopefully it's done the job. Look, thanks for mm. listening. Thanks not for joining us, Not a problem at all. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Everybody, thanks for joining us once again. We really appreciate your support. And as these guys have said, look, if you, if you know a comic, if you've got a joke, if you've got just an idea or something you want to share, you even want to come in and have a chat and tell us your story. Absolutely. Just hit us up on the social media. Um, yeah, and we might even look at – I mean, it's a bit hard because we're so – <laughs> we pull interviews off with like five minutes notice but yeah maybe we'll try and get some people in and yeah and we'll charge Let's admission and then we'll charge give... admission that's a good idea yeah but then we'll give the money yeah. away to charity yeah of course we'll give it straight uh-huh. back to charity i've actually Glenwright painting started um sponsoring a local charity which is um we're going to have daryl in and yeah. it's basically rehabilitating um drug users drug and alcohol local... counseling yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. so um maybe when we get him in we might get a couple of people in and then we can donate the money after, after yeah, his charity. Exactly. It's all going to a good That'd cause. Be we, don't, we don't want the money. We, we don't want the money. We want no. to go to I don't, those I don't need, well, we do need the money, but I don't need the money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're good. Thanks once again, everybody, for, for listening in. We'll catch you next time.